Welcome to This Sustainable Life. This is Josh with Nadim Akhtar. How are you doing, Nadim? All right, miss. Okay, yourself? I'm very good, and I've been looking forward to this. I've had a few episodes now with listeners who have become guests. And for some reason, most of the world doesn't listen to this podcast. So most people don't have like an ongoing relationship with me, like mostly a one-way relationship. But actually, in our case, it's a two-way relationship because you put me in touch with other guests and we email sometimes. Mm. And I'm very curious of things like if activating you through being through you being a guest on the podcast change your experience of listening to other guests. And you talked about favorite episodes before, and I'm curious if there have been favorite episodes since. But I want, I want to ask those questions. I'm kind of warming you up. But I really want to start by asking about how your experience was because we did the Spodic method and, and, and you used Doof. So I like that. Mm, yeah. Do you mind if we jump into, into hearing how it went? Yeah. No, I'm just, yeah, we can do that. I am. Um, uh, that was a mixed feelings. I mean, doing that, um, you know, that, that Doof stuff. Um, ah, before you start talking about it, let me go back to, okay. let me put some context in. Sorry to interrupt you. Mm. Uh, can you remind me? And if you remind the listeners, when we spoke last time, what when I asked what the what nature meant to you and what emotions were involved to prompt the commitment that you went for, do you remember what you said? What you talked about? I think I mentioned uh, it makes me feel good when I'm out there. It feels me calm. I'm not sure if I remember everything uh, I said last time. I, uh, yeah, um, something about birds. I remember you, you talking about the sound of birds and... Yeah, um, that's right. And then it's so quiet out there when you get, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the ski season is coming up in Norway. And I love that then because you can put a cross-country ski on. It takes me half an hour by um, the underground. I get up the mountain here and go off skiing. I can be alone in the mountain and, and the wood. And it's nice and quiet. I mean, you can just simply hear... Nothing but you know the soundness. I mean the quietness of the of the wood. Uh-huh. I mean, and that's very nice actually. And that's what I talk with uh, my my colleagues and uh, the people who are skiing. Uh, you know, doing the cross country, they understand what I'm talking about. But you had you had experience experience it. It's it's beautiful. It's like a what what they say there. It's like a balm for the soul. Soul. You know, it's kind of it's a compress, expression in Norway. You know, it's like um. You know the the soothing for the so the soul in a way when you went out there skiing in the wood you know alone. No, I have not been skiing like that. I have cross country skied when my dad was teaching at the University of Wisconsin Madison, and we yeah. cross country skied there. Mm. And yeah, the snow does have it muffles somehow. Like mm. if you walk through the woods when there's leaves on the ground and there's no snow, you hear the crinkling of the leaves. Yeah, you smell the earthiness, but in the snow it's different. It's, it's different. Yeah, and it's uh, but I like the the quietness. There's no sound, no people sound, no car, nothing. If you're lucky there, and you're totally alone yourself, you know, you have the track in front of you. Just go on, go on, keep on going. It's very nice actually, and uh, I I like that. And uh, a lot of people do it in Norway, cross country. They like to do that. They don't want to be around too many people, so they they go up in the, in the, some of the tracks which are. You know, they know that there won't be that many people. They are far off from the other tracks. So they, they go on, you know, to to less uh, people track. So uh, it, it's really nice, actually. It gives you a very good feeling. Um, it's good for you. I mean, for your health, too. I mean, you give you a good uh, exercise, too, on the way. Yeah, I think that 
people, even if they've never been in such a situation, you've brought us there to some extent. And this is part of why I, I interrupted you just now, because, you know, the, the Spodok method is not about do something. Mm. It's about creating the feelings that nature gives more. Because mm. I think if we don't experience those things, we forget about them. And if we do those things, we want to bring more of those things into our lives, I, I believe. And so the Spodic Method is, is manifesting those things because so many people feel like, oh, I have to do this. Or if I don't, everyone's going to die. And, and it's a burden and it's, it's obligation. Mm. And then people want to resist it and they'll do the bare minimum or they'll say, well, I have to balance doing the, the yeah, I want to do good things because you told me to, mm. but I also want to live my life. <laughs> and that there's no, you know, when you get to where I am, there's no deprivation in in moving this way. Mm. So that was, uh, I wanted to make sure we, we touched base from what was motivating you. I mean, I led you, to just, I raised these topics. Mm. But then what did you commit to? Uh, yeah, I committed to uh, only eat uh, the goodies and the doof stuff on Saturdays. Uh, yeah, I started with pretty good off. <laughs> When we last time talked, but I am, um, I kind of slipped out of it uh, very fast. I did, but, but believe it or not, but I still had very bad conscience. I mean, to breaking that thing actually, because, uh, what was the commitment? It was, so it was to have doof only on Saturdays? But on Saturday, yeah, on Saturdays. And yeah. other days, no doof. No doof, yeah, right. You know, uh -huh. the, the doof stuff basically is, I know, you know, um, you know, um, sodas. Uh, chocolates and other goodies on Saturdays and you know that we can do that but um, then he's kind of slipped and uh, we had, had two days and or I was on three days but uh, I saw that but at the back of my mind I still had that uh, this is not um, this is not good anyway for me but it's hard to break it I think but I, I am I was thinking about it, you know, before we got a recording, and I thought about, you know, in only a couple of more weeks, I'm going to talk with Joshua again about this. But uh, how we're going to, I'm going to keep it. Uh, uh, I mean, beyond that, you know, it's it's good for me, and uh, I don't feel very good. And doing that then doesn't give it does it doesn't give me much good either. I'm now I have to find a, I have to find a way, my way to to handle this here. How to um, you know keep that uh, you know the thing you know um, have a do on uh, Saturdays or you can okay you can change that to Fridays but okay even though you just have one day okay that's fine but um, and now it's it's not easy to keep that uh, actually and um, I am trying to figure out how to best uh, possibly you know uh, to do that because I think it's going to help me not only health wise many other many other ways but. Uh, I think I um need some uh, you know need some help there to there, there's a missing point there I mean I there's nothing uh, I'm not connecting in a way somewhere I'm uh, I'm kind of struggling to to find a way to do it to um because uh, my wife is telling that too well that's a good idea you you do you're doing that now just eating one once a day you know even you talk with Joshua very nice you're doing that but now you are um, you know you're not holding up you still you, you're we are way off I mean you are eating the doof three or four days sometimes um, but I mean not many four days but had um, one to three days yeah uh, but, um, it's not good actually 
but Joshua, what I'm thinking actually, uh, another another big thing I'm doing now is of completing my book about my father's journey. Ah, I want to talk about the book, but let's can we table that for a bit because I, I want to stick with this. Yeah. Okay. All the, right. Yeah. I do have a question here. How's the book going? So I won't let it drop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was pointing to my notes and the preparation for this. Yeah. The one, I want to express my appreciation for sharing, you know, there's a temptation to say, Oh, I did it. It was easy. Everyone should do this. Or there's a temptation to say, uh, a lot of people write back when we're scheduling the second episode and say, Oh, I didn't do it. Can we not do the second episode? And you didn't do that. You, uh, my read is you said, I'm going to share honestly what happened. Do I read that right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I had that, um, I had that idea in my mind. Should I call Joshua? Send an email. You know what? Let's postpone it. Give me a rain. I said, no, give me a rain check on that. And you know, you know, I thought I was thinking about it that um, in that fashion. But then, then I thought, you know, well, you know, um, you know, that's um, no, that that's not good. Uh, you know, you can't do that. That's uh, you, you told, you know, you promised, and then let's do it. And might it might come some come something good out of it? Actually, that's what I'm thinking back on my head. Okay, even though I, I I messed it up or I'm not doing as good as doing, it might come something good out of it because uh, I'm trying to I'm I'm on my way. Actually, so I'm more aware of it. So, uh, yeah, to my ears, you've no doubt listened to episodes of mine or read posts of mine about yeah. how do leads to it's addiction yeah it is there's no mm. it's legal mm. sure but there's no question i mean the the act of what sugar refined fats refined salt uh, refined sugars refined fats what they do to the mind yeah. is you know it's very similar to what cocaine or heroin does mm. and it's difficult to break an addiction and mm. most people who break an addiction have a, some relapse at some point they they express they want to do it Something very different with doof as compared to hard drugs like that or gambling is that when it's legal and extraordinarily profitable, the messages that you receive, you're, I don't know what it's like in Norway, but I suspect that there are, there's, I mean, certainly I can speak for New York. Mm. There is advertising everywhere promoting doof. Mm. And there's very little, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the last time I saw an ad for Brussels sprouts that that doesn't happen. Mm. And I, every now and then I'll read of like what kind of advertising goes to children for sugar cereals. And so when you're saying, oh, it's just kind of hard. If you go to a store, the fraction of square footage, the, the layout of the store, how much of it is devoted to fresh produce versus packaged doof? Mm. Here it's probably 90%, 10%, 10% for fresh. Mm. And even within the fresh stuff, there's lots of doof because that's so much more profitable for them. Yeah. It, it, this is like, imagine there were ads, there's ads for heroin and cocaine all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, mm. um, yeah. I mean, um, you got a lot of uh, commercials here too in Norway and uh, for uh, doof stuff. I mean, uh, goodies or i mean i mean right now before christmas i mean you can imagine what's oh, happening here in europe yeah. i mean in norway yeah in scandinavia there are so much going on here and uh oh let's do this for christmas and uh, let's have this for christmas and uh, a lot of cookies cakes people are baking a lot of stuff here and you know what's going on 
So uh, pretty much the same problem here. I mean, here in here in Norway. So, um, but um, yeah. And I can also speak from my personal experience that mm. I'm sure people have heard me say this before that I always had ice cream in my freezer and I always yeah. had pretzels in my cupboard. And I, when I would tell myself, I had all these rules of like one bag of chips or pretzels. I had to take at least three calendar days to eat it. But if I shared it with someone, I could do it in two calendar days. So whenever someone came over, I was like, oh, have one. And then I could think, okay, good. Now I can eat twice or like 30, 50% faster or 30% faster. Mm. And I would eat like, I'd sometimes eat it just until midnight. And then I think, okay, it's a new day. Now I can finish the whole bag. Yeah, yeah. And I'd eat it in one thing. Now I have to go without for a while. But I had all these little rules that like people who are out of control try to impose on themselves to get out of it. Now there's not enough money in the world to get mm. me to eat Ben and Jerry's. It's disgusting to me now. And there's still, it still goes to the, Part of the signal would still go to the pleasure center of my brain, but enough of it goes to the disgust center of my brain that actually overrides that. In fact, the sweetness, mm. I mean, to me, to me, it feels like what it probably would feel like to a, a British person in 1800 if served sugar that they knew came from a plantation that was killing people, the, the very sweetness of that sugar would probably contribute to its disgust. Mm. And so to me, the very sweetness of the doof or the saltiness, you know, the, the bliss point that they talk about of how it's just the right mix of salt, sugar, fat, sour, whatever. Mm. They, they engineer that. And the more it hits the bliss point, the more I feel like a heroin dealer has, is trying to push their product on me. Mm. And it, that disgust overrides whatever bliss, whatever sensual feeling I would get is overridden by it's a moral disgust that seeps into my taste disgust. So it actually does taste disgusting to me now. Mm. Well, I would, if I tasted it, I, I just don't want to like the idea of putting it near my mouth mm. is revolting. I remember a while ago, someone in my building was telling me about how I was telling him about how hard it was for me to stop eating doof, consuming doof. Mm. Uh, this is before I had the concept of doof. And he told me how he didn't like sugar anymore. I was like, of course you still, it still tastes good. He was like, no, no, it doesn't taste good. I was like, yeah, it tastes good, but you don't, he was like, no, it doesn't taste good. And I didn't believe him, but now I do. Mm. I wasn't trying to emulate him. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. I say this because, mm. not because it's easy or possible for others. I have no idea if it's, if I'm a unique case, I don't think I am, mm. but that there. I think one of the most important things to help someone who's trying to escape an addiction or habits that they don't like is someone who had them and was able to leave them. Mm. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it, if it was if it were you who, who said that, um, or I heard it. I read it somewhere in the paper. Uh, I think it was you. I think you know when you celebrate something, you know, you have. Um, accomplish something you know or um you got a new job or yeah yeah let's take um um we have this um a celebration of um you know, colleagues who are have a birthday and then we have a cake uh at, uh -huh. at, the, at the office right in um in um in the office where i work and just, you know bring a cake then i think well, you would send that in one of podcasts why why do you want to have sweet to celebrate 
why can't you have something else? But that's, you know, the, I mean, from going from, you know, from the sweet to something else, that's, uh, that's a big step or that, that, that is a shift in the mind of people, you know, in, in, I mean, of course, in mind too, to do that. You know, if I, my holiday comes in September and I bring in the, like Brussels sprouts or like green stuff in the, in the, in the office. Oh yeah, let's celebrate, you know. And people are going to look very strange at me. What the heck is that? What are you doing? <laughs> so nobody going to eat. I mean, I, I imagine we, but it is possible to come there. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can do it. And I'm just talking about myself, actually. And uh, I can tell you that um, the experience I had, you know, before, when I was studying in California, and I've been in my studies there, and uh, I used to you know, go out and drink, you know, beer with my friends, uh, uh, students um, uh, at the class, whatever. But I came back to Norway, started working, I got married. I stopped drinking. It just, it just almost went all night like this. I never went back. 1994 was the last time I had a, I, uh, I consumed alcohol. That's it. I quit it. And by me, I think that's because also I'm a Muslim too. And um, yeah, so I am Muslim too. And um, that made me uh, um, to keep that faith. And I'm not missing any anything. I'm, I don't go back to drink. I'm, I don't miss alcohol. I don't need alcohol. And you have a community supporting you. Yeah. And you said that. Yeah, of course, my wife, my kids. Yeah. You're right. That, that's helpful too. Yeah, you said the community, uh, that is a very, very important thing. You mentioned that. Yeah. The whole community. Yeah. Living without alcohol is easy. It is. Living without alcohol in a community where everyone drinks all the time, that's hard. That's much harder. That is for Yeah, you're right. You're, you're probably harder. But I mean, I go out with my friends. I don't mind. They are, you know, of course, Norwegians, they are, you know, uh, the secular, you know, and almost nobody talks about Christianity here, but they're born Christian perhaps, but they don't. They don't consider them Christians, but don't, they go out and drink. They don't for, enforce anything on me. I can see them drink, and um, I, I drink non-alcoholic, whatever. Um, that's uh, that's fine. Um, take a soda or a coffee or tea, whatever. But uh, I feel okay with that. But I'm I'm not missing. Oh, you know, I I would like to have a you know a beer, or whatever. No, I am. I don't want to go back there. So it's fine. If I could use some of that stuff into the do stuff, you know, that, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would be very happy. And it's going to be beneficial for me too, or for my health and for my accomplishing what I want to accomplish in life too. Other things. I want to ask you another thing that might be relevant, yeah. which is uh, you probably know people who like to, I don't know, we're older, so maybe video games aren't the big deal. But mm. like, say there's a kid who wants to play video games and you think that person might enjoy cross-country skiing. Mm. Now, to them, cross-country skiing is not nearly as exciting as playing a video game. Mm. Or there might be other things that you know people that don't go out skiing, that don't go cross-country skiing. Mm. What if a friend said to you, hey, we want to go do something, I don't know, some alternative to cross-country skiing, but you know cross-country skiing. Mm. Is it hard for you to decline doing what they are proposing in favor of going skiing even though it's not exciting it's not thrilling it's not doofy like say they will have some doof activity i don't know what it would be like maybe going out drinking i don't know mm. do you see what i'm getting at yeah i'm not really sure i think um i think when you go out for um for a drink with my friends they know that um i don't drink alcohol so i um i can go out and take um 
you know, a mineral water with them. That's fine. I can do that. Um, that's fine. And they know that then we have a good time and they, they take a few drinks, whatever. So that's, that's fine. But, um, yeah. Um, but I don't know how to say it. I'm not sure. But alcohol is so much part of the, the life here in Norway. I don't know sure, but in New York probably it is. It's so much part of the, the culture here in Norway, the alcohol. I, uh, not for everybody, but a lot of people, you know, they, the alcohol, it, it surrounds alcohol, you know, and uh, with the going, going for dinner, we're going for dinner party with, with the company, I mean, with the workplace. And we, oh, oh, yeah, what kind of wine are we going to have, you know? Okay, that's, um, you know, so it, it's so much with alcohol. And as a matter of fact, one thing I liked really here at the health department here in Norway, finally did that, two, I think a year or two ago. They put up a, a, a what do you call, um, you know, a sign of um, they're telling that alcohol can be bad for your health. You know, just like the, on the, on the cigarette packages, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, it kind of kills you. The same they're doing on the alcohol pa- uh, on bottles here in Norway, and I, I'm very glad for that actually. So I, because the health, yeah. I want to keep this close to nature. Yeah. Your experience in nature, I want to see if that is something that can help here, because to me. What you described of cross-country skiing, the silence, mm. the and also birds, when there's birds, and mm. that, to me, that experience is like, I don't know if this is too much of a stretch, but that experience is like fresh fruits and vegetables. And going about the day in, in New York City where everything's, there's honking and, and sirens and mm. people bumping into each other. That can be very thrilling, but it, it doesn't hold a candle to me connecting with raw, fresh nature, which, I mean, you're t- I don't cross-country ski that much, so I can't really mm. connect with that. But for me to connect with fresh fruits and vegetables mm. is an escape from all of this. It's actually, it makes it much easier to live more sustainably. Mm. I don't know if that would work for you as well. If doof mm. is something you put in your mouth that is something like... To me, it's the opposite of cross-country skiing. I don't know if this is something that would fit with you as well. Mm-hmm. And so if I want more of the feeling of cross-country... The point of this exercise is not for you. It, mm. There may be benefits to your health. There may be benefits to the environment, but it's really for you to experience more nature. Yeah. So avoiding doof is one thing. Yeah. But enjoying six days of non-doof, which is to say six days of fresh mm. produce, that to me is what it's really about. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I interrupted you partly because you're dwelling in the negative. Yeah. Avoiding the negative. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't oppose that, but um, mm. enjoying something intrinsically rewarding, that's what this is really more about. Mm. I think, um, I, think um, uh, I just wrote it down, actually, the word you said, escape. Yeah, you know, and, you know, you find the pockets, you know, when you're, you know, working from eight to four, whatever, and what I'm doing, you know, sometimes seven thirty in the morning, go to work and then back and four, four thirty. Uh, and then you have that pocket where you can escape there in the, you know, get the other feeling. And I think you said that, that you, know, you can escape by doing, having fresh food, fresh uh, fr- fruit. I never thought about that, but it was interesting the way you were, you were describing it actually. That might be a good idea. I thought I had to I kind of ponder that actually. Oh yeah. How did you, 
Yeah. How do you ex- escape? And then you can, oh, yeah, you want to escape for yourself and um, sit for yourself in a canteen. And then you can, yeah, then you can uh, eat um, fresh vegetables or, or, you know, Brussels sprouts, whatever. Have a good, um, have a good small break with that. I never thought about that, actually. That's interesting, actually. That's what this exercise is about. Yeah. It's not. It's not about punishment. It's not about improving your health. That those are ancillary side benefits. Hmm. To me, when I walk down the street and I see, I mean, all, almost the litter on the ground is probably three quarters packaging from Doof, and maybe a quarter household stuff, mainly packaging from Amazon, of packaging. Mm. Of, and, and I know that what they're getting delivered is stuff that's going to be in a landfill within one year, if that. Mm. And so it's all waste. It's all stuff that satisfied some urge that did not improve someone's life and probably made their life worse, probably impoverished them. In, in fact, impoverishes the people who are the poorest most. And yet, because the rich people, they think it's... Uh, they think that they're helping people by defending Amazon or by defending McDonald's. Yeah. Anyway, that stuff to me is like a siren, except the siren, there's some chance that it's saving someone's life. It's more like honking. It's like just honking. It's honking ruin messes. Honking is a negative experience for everyone except for the person honking and the person, unless maybe someone was about to get hit by a car, mm. but that's rare. It's just like the person in front of them is moving too slow or something like that. Mm. And, but the honking, I can't stop. But the litter, at least I can put it away. And it helps me, it helps develop the feeling of disgust in me so that I don't consider buying the stuff. Mm. So when you talk about putting doof to one day a week mm. and the rest of the time non-doof, mm. only fresh stuff, food, then I think of having doof on a food day is like a car honking when it's otherwise silent. Imagine, to me, I think... I haven't skied with you, so I don't know that experience. But I feel like, imagine, to me, doof on a food day is like skiing and you hear a honk, cars honking, or a helicopter flies really low overhead. I'm like, why would I want a helicopter flying over me while I'm trying to ski in the quiet? Yeah. Um, mm. And I wasn't always like this. It took me a long time to get there. That's what I say when my identity has changed. Yeah. No, I mean... um... Yeah, I uh, no, that's interesting. I think uh, it's gonna uh, it's gonna help me a little bit to, to the, the way you are uh, talking about um, you know the the things you mentioned now, uh, comparing a little bit more and putting a little more perspective. I have to ref- reflect on that. You know, I have to sleep on it. Um, you know, um, the talk you mentioned that to to sink in a little bit, so I can I can get my my way. You know how to uh, how to. To, to approach this, you know, the the things you're talking about. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's possible. It is because um, I, um, if I want to do stuff, I I have been able to do things before uh, if I really want to do it. But, uh, I mean, it, um, it, it's got a lot to do with this, you know, environment uh, stuff. Yeah. You know, I... Um, you know, I was talking the other day to my son here, one of my sons, my two sons here. I thought, you know, it's always, um, you know, when you get to friends, you know, it, it's not easy to find good friends. He said, he agreed. He's 22. He said, yeah, you're right. It's not easy to find good friends. A lot of it's, I mean, you can find friends, but to, you know, have make some bad influence on, on you. 
but finding really good friends um you, you should um, you know work on that he, he said yeah it's not easy actually that so i i keep uh, one of five um then i keep for myself i don't have them i i i don't um if i find some if i have some friends who are different ideas or who are you know uh, have different way of thinking they're not um not influencing me in a good way i keep to stay away from them yeah, I said, yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, try to find a good friends. He said, yeah, I'm trying, but it's, it's not easy. But what I'm trying to, I'm coming at is like, when you want to pray as a Muslim five times a day, you know, it's not easy. I mean, I, it's, a, it's a Norwegian country. It's a non-Muslim country. That's okay. That's what I find, you know, when I find one or two good friends, I know um, I don't need many friends because I mean, otherwise I don't have many, many Muslim friends either because I'm brought up in a, in a place in a, up in the mountain here in the middle of, I mean, southern Norway, where there are not many uh, Muslims around me. Uh, and But I'm still um, trying to become a good Muslim. And, you know, it's good to have good people, Muslim, around you. It makes it easier when I want to go to pray. You can go to, you know, I'll live by five minutes, four minutes from here to the mosque. I should be there uh, at least a day. I try to come there in a mosque at least once a day. But it's not easy. I'm not managing doing that either. But trying to do a Friday a Friday prayer, I'm trying to do that. But still, I'm missing sometimes. But um, but when you have good friends, you know, it's, it makes life a little easier. I'm just trying to uh, the, to to uh, connect that, you know, the environment we were talking about a, a little earlier today. I think what you're saying is that you're saying that right now you you had a solo project of avoiding doof. Yeah for six days a week yeah. and like your son it's you want to help him cultivate a community mm. with muslims you want to cultivate a community mm. and maybe you want to make this not a solo activity no. to that you want to you want to um invite others or involve others to create a community of enjoying food mm. six days a week unpolluted by doof yeah. on those six days yeah <laughs> Yeah, in a way, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I never thought about that, uh, the do stuff, you know, how to make a community around that. I have to, I have to think about that a little bit. I mean, you know, do some, you know, with my colleagues at work, you know, we have a lot of fun and we can, we always talk freely uh, about things, you know. But uh, I never thought about pick, <laughs> taking that conversation up with them. I mean, that, but that might be a good idea, actually. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'll offer that if you ever want to, if you ever sitting there and you're like, oh, I want to. <laughs> And it's a Tuesday. Yeah, if you yeah. want to email me and say, Josh, I'm, I'm struggling here. Yeah. I'll write you back as soon as I can and be like, you can do it. Yeah, yeah right. Or something like that. Yeah. You, know, what, or you tell me what you want to hear from me. Because I don't know. Maybe it's you can do it. Or maybe it's like yeah. different people respond. You know, some people want positive reinforcement. Some people want, don't do it, you idiot. I don't, you know, I'll do whatever you think works for you. Yeah. No, I mean, I think more of a, more of the philosophical and the, the little bit more background, you know, you can do it. That's helpful. Helpful, but I mean, um, I just want to clarify that, you know, why, you know, you know, making Muslim friends. I mean, in Norway, uh, but uh, that's not the whole point. I telling my my son that you know, Islam. It, it's it's important. I mean, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's the, the bachelor here, so I have a thing. I said it's important Islam to understand the Norwegian way of living. You know, you, you, you're born here, you're born in Oslo and, uh, you know, make friends, make diversified, you know, yeah, Muslims, non-Muslim, atheists, whatever, but, you know, do the good stuff. I mean, uh, think about, okay, 
keep your Muslim perspective, right, in yourself. But behave, I mean, like we've talked before, behave unto others the way you want them to treat you. You know, you don't like go around and think, well, you know, my neighbor, he's not Muslim, I'm going to help her. No, oh no, no, not, that's the point. You're going to help the, your neighbor. You know, neighbors are very important. I'm just talking about neighbor now. I mean, doesn't matter. Oh, if they're atheist, whatever. You know, you know, help the next person and help you know, as a human being. You know, you know that's what Islam is teaching you. Just have that perspective, but be around with different kind of people. You know, so that's that's important. Obviously, so don't don't uh, uh, narrow yourself. You know, in that in that way. So uh, I think you're. I mean, I'm I'm reading a lot in what you're saying, but I think part of it is build community that supports the lifestyle you want to live. Yeah, in a way, yeah. And and it's like you're giving advice to yourself. Yeah, I am. And uh, because my my son is asking me, so I'm also involving him into that. So uh, both of them, but the other one, Arsalan, is, um, he's not discussing too much with me on that issues, but Isami is doing that. And, um, and we know, trying to become a good human beings and uh, what... Um, what can we do from um, from that perspective, from uh, from a Muslim uh, perspective, you know, in, in a way? So, uh, so back to the the commitment of mm-hmm. doof one day a week, food six days a week. Uh, what were the what's the emotional journey? I mean, you described some of the emotions, but mm-hmm. can you can you name some of the emotions going back to when you committed? And it, it sounds like there are different stages of you were doing it six days of food, mm-hmm. then it was like five days of food only, and then your your wife. You were getting support from her and maybe some questions from her and then preparing for that. What, what's the emotional journey been? It's, um, for the last two weeks, I knew we going to talk with you about it. And I felt that this is, um, you know, um, this is not a very good experience I had so far. I kind of, um, and I mean, I had a good experience right away. I talked with you in, um, in, yeah, a couple of months ago. Um, I think about three, four weeks, I, three weeks, I think I did very well. And then it just slipped. And then I slipped out of it more and more. And then it just, what happened, I just had a bad conscience. And when I was still eating it, I was still enjoying it, but still having the bad conscience. And, I'm, and not only that, I'm going to talk with you, but it, this is not good anyway. It's not, it's not giving me anything. It's not giving me, I'm not getting any faster, quicker. You know, it's not providing me anything. I'm not getting more productive. So what the heck I'm doing? You know, but... Uh, so, so you're saying good feeling, not good feeling. Can you name the emotions if you don't mind? I mean, uh, I think, um, is it, I mean, is, is not, is feeling bad, sad, or is it depressed, or is it anxious, or is it, and is feeling good, like enthusiastic, or you felt that, like, oh, this is not good for health, <laughs> uh, basically. This is not good for health. I mean, you're in the 50s now, and, uh, you know, you're okay, you're out and running, you're working out. And then you're messing up with uh, with eating do three days no a week you know it's not two days I mean, not not week and you're pushing on three days now um, so then I make an excuse then I said yeah well, you know I'm drinking so much water well, I can not drink soda during the week I might just take a coke in the weekend uh, a can of that I had it today yeah and then but I said well you know then you go out work out for three days and uh, and it's and that's not a you can reconcile that. It's not helping the one the other. So uh, felt really bad actually, and said, "Well, can you be more specific than bad? Is it so? Are, are you worried? Are you fearful? Yeah, or- a little bit fear, a little bit, a little bit worried about the health. I said, 
this is not good, man. I mean, uh, you can't keep on going like that. I mean, because I have good friends I talk with, you know, and Norwegian friends, you know, we talk, you know, how how's your workout been done? You know, how, you know, how are you taking care of yourself? You know, we generally talk to each other. And then he said, yeah, you know, it's okay. And then uh, workout, you know, we, you know, he's getting in, in, in the 60s. I said, no, I got to be careful. Uh, I have to work out. Don't eat, uh, don't drink too much and things like that. So I think we're getting a little bit worried, yeah, about the health. So I won't, I won't press anymore, but I, I will suggest something I do with my coaching clients is when the, you're focusing very much on here's what I think and here's what I should do. I recommend, and I won't press, but be aware of the specific emotions because fear is different than anxiety. Both are different than insecurity. Mm. And the solution to them is different. And the more you identify the situation, I find the more you can handle it. And Mm. I asked several times, can you name the emotion? And you said, yeah, fear. When I said fear, but you didn't, you just said bad. Yeah. So bad is like, it's pretty tough to be like, the solution to bad is, and, and you said, or other times you felt good. The more you identify how you actually feel, the more you can address the actual situation, not mm. just broadly speaking. Because mm. when people feel like, oh, that's bad, and they're like, I just don't want to go there. But worry is different than fear, which is different than, you know, all mm. these different things are, are these nuances I, I find valuable, I find useful mm. for solving. Mm. And when you feel good, is it elated? Is it healthy? Is it uh, enthusiastic? Is it connected to your wife? Is it. Mm. Um, independent or dependent or, you know, it's, I mean, in in terms of this podcast was originally called leadership in the environment and in leadership, the domain of leadership is beliefs, emotions, stories, role models, not just management. Management is carrots and sticks. You can say, if you do it, I'll reward you. If you don't do it, I'll punish you. Mm. But leadership is how do you create a new identity so that you don't need the rewards and punishments Mm. where it's internal, where it's intrinsic. And so I won't press, but that's, mm. yeah. I recommend as if, mm. hopefully you see what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I am actually. I think about what I can do, I might do, I think about, I might just uh, write it down actually, because uh, when I get this, when I'm in that stage, actually, just uh, have a piece of paper in my, in, my, in my pocket and just write down or make a quick note of it, say, because um, I think I'm getting where you, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, I might. Uh, I think I might try doing that because then I can just put it back uh, and just pick up the piece of paper and look at it later. So, and, oh yeah, okay, that's what happened. Uh, you know, on that day, uh, on that time, you know, um, in the day. Well, oh, good. And how about really moving on from emotions? How about relationships? It sounds like you talked to your wife about it. It sounds mm. like did your wife listen to the episode of you on here? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's found it kind of funny, yeah. But not 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 the whole one, but that told about it. She said, "Yeah, okay." She, she felt kind of a. She was laughing about it a little bit and said, "Said, yeah, okay, good. Does it give you anything?" I said, "Yeah, it it does. It does." I told her that. But um, yeah, we talk about doof. Yeah, uh, um, uh, she uh, she, but she's telling me that you you are you know you're beyond that, man. You are you you breaking you broke that rule for couple of weeks ago i mean many weeks ago actually so uh you should get back on track so i don't want to get in between you and your wife but i'm curious what how did it affect the relationship is it strengthening the relationship or no uh it's um that's a good question i am it hasn't affected any any different ways because um 
no, we 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 be um, be being occupied too much with the, the kitchen stuff lately here. <laughs> but um, but I mean, it makes she she pinpoints it, you know, she does in, in a way. But um, yeah, but then you have this uh, feeling of uh, eating, and we, we you know we all sit and watch TV sometimes and have the chocolate and think that when everybody's eating, you know. Then you know, okay, well, you had enough now. I mean, and, and you overdo it. Uh, then, then you will hear it from her. Then she will tell me, of course. Now, you know, I, I think it's more enough now. You're taking more, uh, more of this stuff. I think it's we should we should stop this now. I mean, you eat enough of that <laughs> do stuff. So, uh, but other, other, yeah, consumed, yeah, and um, um, but other than that, no. Um, she leaves it up to me. <laughs> And how about, uh, did the experience of this specific exercise, this specific commitment, did it affect any other relationships? Work, other family members? or I mean, sometimes yes, sometimes no, I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, uh, what I'm trying to think, uh, I, I'm getting back to the, if I, uh, I think I'm getting more lazier uh, with, uh, with the stuff here. That's what I'm, at least I'm, uh, I'm thinking. That this uh, do stuff is making more making me more lazier, lazy. So I'm I'm not trying to, I mean, not focusing too much on my project, writing the finish in the book, and that's what I'm trying to connect actually. And uh, that I think this this stuff here do is making me lazy. I should uh, you know I should uh, find a new strategy how to deal with this there, uh, because it's not. Oh, I can guarantee it's making. There's this book fit to fat to fit of this guy who is a fitness instructor, and his. He had all these people coming in who were saying, like, I'm not fit like you. I can't do those things. And he kept saying, you can't. So he decided he's going to eat or consume doof like crazy until he puts on, I don't know, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 50 kilograms, 100 kilograms, something like that. And when he did, one of the things he found was that he, it wasn't just that he was the same person with extra fat. He was lazier. He couldn't think straight. He was, it, it, you know, it, it like muddled his mind and made him not want to do things. And his wife was like, losing patience with him, even though he knew what he was doing, you know, he deliberately did this mm. and then it makes you, it made him lazy. Yeah. And then there's this whole thing about the, at least in my experience, the punishment, the self punishment of torturing myself. You get, you gave in again. You said you were going to have this much and you had that much again. And I'm like mm. angry at myself and that's really depleting. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I feel that sometimes too. You know, or you said you just have um, two, three pieces of chocolate. You know, whole you you ate the whole thing. Wow. Okay. That's why this is such a liberating experience to never consume doof again. It's. I mean, I, I occasionally I probably mix it in my mouth. Yeah, I I would like to come there actually. You you know, just like the alcohol stuff. I I don't miss alcohol. People like, the other day, you know, we were having a Christmas party and I couldn't go yesterday at work. So uh, we were just making jokes. I said, go have fun. You know, I'm not coming because, you know, I have to do some other stuff there. And they were talking about alcohol there. And um, and one of my colleagues asked me, Nadine, don't you miss drinking alcohol? I said, I had the last, you know, uh, beer in 1994. I said, wow. I mean, don't you miss it? I said, no, I said, no, I don't want to go back there. I don't miss it. So uh, if I if I can come to that level with uh, with Doof, I I would I, I would love it actually, and uh, I don't know, uh, I, I think it's going to give me a good experience, and um, in many ways, you know, intellectually, 
uh, productive, uh, you know, being healthy, all, all this kind of stuff. I, I'll give you a warning, though. <laughs> if you make it there with Doof, <laughs> what you said about people saying, don't you miss yeah. uh, beer, mm. don't you miss alcohol? Mm. If someone says to me, don't you miss flying? Yeah. I'm like, no, I, flying, the idea of flying is wretched to me. So be careful. If you, if you make it with Doof, you may be there with flying and you may find yourself enjoying where you are so much yeah. and enjoying nature untrammeled by flight yeah. that you may never fly again too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't mind actually. So, uh, yeah. Well, I want to, I want to ask a couple questions. One, are you thinking about, would you like to come back for a third episode and describe the next stage? Uh, yeah, uh, um, that we can do that. Cool. So now before we wrap up mm. your book, how's the book going and how is this relating to the book? Yeah, I talked with my publisher um, just a couple of weeks ago, and he said, um, well, the stuff you sent me now, about 70 pages, uh, some part is good. The other part is a little bit um, not, what do you call, um, it's not coordinated. You know, the stuff are, it's like, you know, the stuff is uh, moving a little bit too much around, you know, it's not... Um, uh, the disposition is not very good on some part of it, but mm -hmm. I like the, your idea. Just keep on writing. So, um, so oh, yeah. he is still with me. So, but um, I, I'm picking up more up. I mean, uh, I am the um, the last week I started up again. So uh, uh, he gave me some good ideas. He commented uh, on the side there. I can do the do the correcting, and um, and it's going to put me back on the track again. So hopefully, inshallah, I, I want to, uh, you know, the, now, now the Christmas break is coming up. So I have more time to work on that and um, to try to complete it. And um, because, yeah, I hopefully can do that. And that's what I'm thinking, Joshua, you can help me a little bit to put me on track there because this is something really bothering me, actually. Uh, I know. I want to complete that stuff here, the book, actually. So, um, yeah. Does it connect with the doof in some way or is it independent? Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. That's what I'm thinking. Because when I said I was uh, making me lazy, think like that. Um, and uh, when you go work out, and when you come home and uh, and you start eating the do stuff, so well, what's the point? I mean, it's going to just uh, put you back in the bad shape again, you know. So then I try to tell me, well, I work, I, I walk, I walk so much, and so then, then eating do will kind of level out. I mean. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't think so. It's it just trying to make yourself um, happy. <laughs> I don't know how to say it in a bad situation. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you just try to make yourself happy in a in a in, in a bad situation. Uh, if you can understand me in that way, but um, um, yeah, I mean, making I'm mean, eating doof doesn't make me um, doesn't help me in in the long run. Uh, yeah. Well, it sounds like what I'm hearing, and you know better if I'm hearing you right, is you want to activate community and family to support you in the way that um, you have that with mm. not drinking alcohol. Mm. And I'm suggesting try channeling what you have in the skiing through food. Like, this is my view, and it may or may not work for you. But to me, food is like, what is that connection to nature and doof is like a helicopter flying in the middle of it. Mm. And I don't want helicopters flying in the middle of it. So that 
that's what works for me. It feels like if someone offers me a Snickers bar, to me, it's like, you're, that's messing everything up. Mm. But it took me a long time to get there. But I didn't have any role, did I have any role models. I'm probably had some role models on that. So, all right, I, I propose wrapping up, but is there anything I didn't think to ask to bring up? Oh, there was those questions about uh, if listening to other guests now, as a result of you being a guest, did it activate? Does it, do you listen to the podcast differently? Are there different episodes, their favorite episodes since you were on? Um, no, I mean, uh, lately I haven't been listening to many of your podcasts, but uh, I'm reading your, um, your, um, in, um, uh, your blog, actually. The the one the the ones you know the weekly blogs you sending you know oh the newsletter yeah newsletter I mean I, I'm reading that because uh, some of the stuff I um I feel that um, yeah it's um it, it's not engaging me in too much in that but uh, but I think um but like the one I saw I mean your YouTube video about the meditating and doing the sitcha. And that put me back on track again because I was missing out because I do the burpees. I like that actually, burpees. I, I saw that the other day. So, I mean, it's simple, you know. It's nothing much to see that you, you're jumping up and down. But still, you know, it's, an, uh, you know, because you were doing the, telling the human nature and the human emotions. You know, you don't, you don't feel like doing it, but you're still doing it. So that means, uh, makes me say, oh, you know, that's, that's the way it is. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, so if you, if you, if you, you know, if you leave it once or if you leave it twice, then it's gone. I, uh, yeah, I think that's, a, that's a good point you, you're pointing out there. Yeah. And try to stick to it. But it, it's not a much sacrifice. It's not much sacrifice. I don't think so, but it's to do the discipline. And I think, I think it was you mentioned that on one of my friend, um, Michael, then my, my friend from Maine, he said that, you know, uh, Nadine, the, the, you know, the routines that, that make, I think you said that that makes you free, you know, the routines and daily routines makes you free. Oh yeah. It's, it's liberating. Yeah. Liberating. I mean, Jocko Willink is a really big guy here and his discipline equals freedom is his thing. And I completely agree. Yeah. That, uh, I had a very hard time understanding that, but now I experiencing myself too. So, uh, that's, that's helpful. It is. So uh, no, I hope I really hope that the do stuff is going to help me to um, to uh, I, so I can connect that with the, my writing. So um, you know, so that's going to be good. That's my uh, that's my goal. <laughs> All right. So after we after we stop recording, but before we hang up, we'll talk about the next episode. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, yeah, Nadim, thank you very much. Thank you. Great to see you. How many people are bringing a message of joy from what everyone calls saving the environment, but I call the future? Step by step, this podcast is creating a culture of joy, community, and connection around sharing and acting on our environmental values. Again, there's no profit in buying and wasting less, but we'll all love our lives and relationships more when we do. I can use your support. Please donate at joshuaspodick.com slash donate. Again, that's joshuaspodick.com slash donate.